What's shaking cats and kittens? This is your boy Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast here for Forge Deedery. You've heard us talk about Forge a lot on the show before, but here's the thing about Forge Deedery. Every ingredient is super fresh and maybe even forged from the woods that day. That's how executive chef and owner Chris Amendola gets down. A creative menu and hyper-seasonal produce combined for an unforgettable dining experience. Forge Eatery is located on 3520 Chestnut Avenue in Baltimore. Make your reservation today and tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to a brand new episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today's guests are Matt and Vaughn of the North Avenue Market. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. So this is this is a treat. Um, I I'm like I've been there a few times and I've had a lot of fun playing playing the games that are there and all of this stuff. It didn't stay long enough for food, but that's gonna change soon. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get very loose. I've seen some interesting things in the menu, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, describe North Avenue Market for the fine folks out here that are um, going to be listening to this pod. Yeah, absolutely. So North Avenue Market um, on the corner of North Avenue and Maryland Avenue, the former space of Red Emma's, um, Baltimore favorite. Um, we are an arcade. We do have a, a brand new stage we just built during this COVID era. We can't wait to get people on it performing. Um, we do a lot of funky music, disco, world music, global stuff. We we love food. That's our number one passion. And we came together as a partnership with uh, Michael Schechter, who owns the building. Sure. And that's how we uh, that's how we made our pivot from the Lost City Diner pop up to something more permanent. That's that's great. Um, and I I've I've had the food. Uh, you know, as I talked a little bit before we got started, uh, I've had the food at Lost City, and it's definitely it's up my alley. It's definitely something I'm into. So I'm, I'm seeing the uh, what is it? The Secret Sauce Company. So ketchup. Talk talk about ketchup a little bit. <laughs> what that's that's all Vaughn's domain right there. So I've been working on this amazing special ketchup recipe for a very long time, even before I started business in Baltimore. And this recipe is just the best. Everyone loves it, you know, from Matt to family. And, you know, Matt for years had just been pushing me to open up a sauce company and, you know, I needed him to do it. So I got him to move out from Los Angeles, which is an incredible task, but I made it happen. And thankfully, you know, Matt came out and we started the sauce company and highlighted ketchup, which was our, our first sauce. And, you know, our staple, our tried and true, and we now have a hot sauce. And we are working on other sauces. This past year has kind of put a damper on certain production, but we have a whole line of sauces that we're looking to make and produce. Interestingly enough, and that, and that sounds that sounds great. Um, interestingly enough, uh, one of the podcasts that I do is a comedy podcast, and we were just talking about wearing really nice clothes and say we were dripping sauce. And I was like, all right, we need to get this slang out there a little bit further. And yeah, I just, I just thought it was interesting hearing about um, the sauce story, what have you. So the arcade, um, how, how did the, what was the idea going into coming up with the arcade? And I, like, how did it come together? Like, I'm, I'm sure logistically is a thing, but I also know it's not just suddenly, yeah, we've had you know, arcade machines here and someone was cooking. It worked. It all came together. So what was the process of bringing everything together? 
I think, you know, at the end of the day, it feels like such a one of a kind process. It's um, super unique. I, I don't I don't know how often this happens. Um, but when we were doing the Lost City Diner pop up, you know, in a way we were scouted by um, the building owner. And when we finished there, we were asked to kind of have a conversation with them about what to do with this space. And, you know, originally we were thinking that, you know, all of our time and energy was going to be focused on our sauce company or our commercial commissary kitchen in Waverly. And we weren't sure how we would, you know, find the time to make so many things work. And the more that we got involved, um, it became like this marriage, this business partnership where like, we were like, no, we have to be here. This gives us so much potential. We love this corner and, you know, we want to continue doing what we were doing at Lost City. And so the owner of the building, Mike Schechter, you know, was like, listen, I need someone to come in and do the things that I don't know how to do, like food, entertainment, yeah. uh, beverages, et cetera. And, you know, he, he was the driving force behind Arcade. We were like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, we're, we're born in the 80s. We love arcade games. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the, conversa- the conversations just started. You know, I, before I was in this space, I don't know exactly the extent of how much I knew about arcade games. Yeah, I had favorite titles and all of that. And that's kind of what we started on. Like, let's build a list of titles that we think are really going to get people in here, like the Street Fighters, the Simpsons, Ninja Turtles, yeah. X-Men, all the, all the good ones. And, you know, in that beginning process, there was another person involved who's still involved today, and that's Todd Blatt. Um, he brought over his Killer Queen machine, which is a huge hit in the city. That's a 10-player arcade game wow. that is so much fun. Um, and since then, you know, he's brought on another um, newer arcade game called Death Ball. And there's one more um, heading over as soon as COVID's over. But basically, you know, we, start, we started out with just like, yeah, let's get all these vintage games. And then we'll have like, we'll, we'll throw some of the newer games in the corner for all the, like, the indie game fans can still come. And we'll just, we'll just mesh those two worlds. Like we want to have all that 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s nostalgia here mixed in with, you know, some modern beverages, some really good food and some of the modern games. Yeah, that, that sounds great. It's, it's like one of those things where you're, you're hitting the nostalgia piece and you're bringing in people for that. And it's like, come for the games, but stay for the booze and stay for the food and stay for all of this like cool stuff that we're doing that's, that's current and that's moving in a in this direction like that's that's really like kind of timely in that way and you kind of you kind of touched on one of the questions i'm going to ask you a little bit later about some of your favorite games i'm also uh a person from the 80s as well and i remember what the um the arcade scene was in baltimore in the like early 90s and you keyed in on it street fighter mortal Kombat, going over there to old town mall and just checking out a few of the arcades that were there usually wearing carryouts so that food and arcade combinations always always been there um so and and maybe you've already touched on it so if you have you know just you can expand or it's like we can pass and go to another question but what would you say and maybe for both of you matt and bond um so what would you say is one of your kind of aha moments that you know you want to go into business or go into business in baltimore specifically it's funny. We, we had a conversation about this, um, you know, after, you know, we were talking about things like, what was that aha moment? And we like we when we got to it, it was like 10 years ago. It was in Brooklyn when we were like first a set, like setting down and putting things on paper kind of thing. And it's like, was that the aha moment? Like for me personally, I think our aha moment was last year, Artscape, when the place actually filled up with a ton of people. And we had a big dance party here and we did, um, you know, a collab with uh, Night Brunch and we yeah. did a collab with... Um, 
uh, four hours of funk. And it was like, wow, look, this place can get filled up and people not only want to play games, but they want to dance and they want to dance under our disco ball and have a really great time. And for me, that was the aha moment. But I think there could have been so many aha moments over the course of so many years, getting the sauce company started, doing the Lost City Diner, you know, first meeting Mike Schechter, great guy, you know, so many different things. But, you know, we had been focused for a very long time on trying to accomplish something like this. You know, me and Matt, since we first started our friendship years and years ago, have always found that bond. And it wasn't just something we would joke about, obviously. You know, we, every year, every time that we hung out, we talked a little bit more until eventually we started pursuing it. We ended up in New York, ended up here, and here we are now. That sounds, that sounds great. That sounds great. And one of the things I think kind of filling one of those needs, like I like loved four hours of funks and uh, I've gone to a few and there were a few nights that I really won't bring up too many details on because I don't remember most of what happened, but it was a lot of fun. And it's, it was good to see that it was kind of like at least a, the, the concept of that party and bringing together that, that funky music and just different types of people in one space was really cool. And I think it was something that, um, what was missing once like wind up disappeared or what have you and to see that like last year you guys were doing it and bringing it. And that, that, that's, that's really cool. It's really cool. Um, and it, it kind of hits on the, the culture thing. It like brings in a whole nother stream of things that, like you said, it's, um, you know, it's like not only you get the gaming, you get the food and you have all of that, but it's like people want to shake their ass a little bit and let's let's do it. That's all we're trying to do is like set up that playground, like have all the ingredients here ready to go. And then it just makes it so easy once you walk in the door. We're moving. We want to get as many different people in here as possible, make this as inclusive as we can. And there's just so many different ways to have fun here for all ages. Yeah. One stop shopping. One stop shopping. Um, so touched on um some of the current stuff some of the classic stuff in terms of games um so what would you say your most popular machine is or has been i know covid's kind of maybe modified things a little bit but what would you say it has um has been it's hard to say you know i feel like we go through phases there'll be certain weeks where everyone talks about nba jam and it was you know last (laughs) last winter um before there was supposed to be the nba playoffs and people were already organizing this NBA jam tournament and unfortunately it didn't happen, but every week it's something else. And, you know, people ask for a street fighter forever and we finally got it. And so they were, you know, all pumped into that, but, you know, I'd like to maybe talk about killer queen for a second because sure. that's, it's so interesting and it's, it's unique. There's only a handful of these uh, consoles around the country. Most of them are bought up by, you know, tech companies like Apple. So you'll never see them. So there's only a couple that you could actually come and play. Uh, I believe most of the time it's free. And and it's just so much fun to, you know, you can play with 10 different people, um, bring your friends when that time comes. And it's just such an interesting new game that people our age and younger are developing right now, trying to harken back to all the nostalgia from the 80s and 90s. And they're creating their own games that are just, they're just awesome. Yeah, Killer Queen kind of becomes like the easy pick in that question because they have a league here. You know, they come like 20 beds deep sometimes. And it is so exciting, like so many high fives and just like really good times that they have. And I'm always sitting behind the bar going like, oh, I need to learn how to play this game. (laughs) So then I started jumping in here and there and I'm getting better every day. But it's tough, but it's fun. That's that's cool. I, I'm I'm hearing there. You have um, I was going to say Boom Shakalaka when you mentioned NBA Jam, but didn't quite get to it. Um, but you have uh, inclusivity and exclusivity in that 
that killer queen game is not like wildly available so just having that it's just like you know we have the league we have this thing set up here so come here for that just another reason to come through the doors um arcade culture so I touch a little bit on like what my experience was in the early nineties here in Baltimore city um, with, with arcade. So when, when would you say it's, it's hit its peak and um, what aspects of that arcade culture still remain? You know, Netflix just dropped that really uh, great documentary called high score. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but yes, <laughs> that, is, that is such a great piece of work. I really enjoyed that whole thing. I mean, anybody who's interested in like seeing a, the development of culture, that's a great place to start. I mean, I think most people will tell you that arcades have hit their peak, you know, over 10 years ago, over 20 years ago, whenever it was, um, you know, for us, for us, the peak is always like coming up, you know, we could, you know, we can make these games just as great as any PS five about to drop or Xbox or whatever, you know, like there's something about these games that the new consoles can't touch on because sometimes you just want to see pad graphics from back in the day. It helps you appreciate what we look at now, you know, like 4k TV is so crazy, but you come and some of these games have like the old CRT monitors and it's like, Ooh, you can see that pixel. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's one of those things where I guess and maybe it sounds hokey, but I guess certain things like from maybe your, your, your childhood or further back, it just feels like it has more magic there. It's like, I know what went into this and this doesn't seem as refined and structured the way things are now. And it's like games now to your, to your point about maybe the PS five or maybe even PS four, which cause I don't know anyone has a PS five yet, obviously, but uh, you get really bent out of shape when there's a glitch or something. It's like, this looks beautiful. There's a glitch. I'm mad. Whereas <laughs> then you see a glitch and it's like part of the game. It's like fun for those old games. It's like, Oh wow. That's the part where the worm doesn't kind of connect. All right, cool. Let's skip this. <laughs> um, respectively uh share an experience that helped craft your careers that's an interesting question um i think for me five years ago i started uh food truck farm to charm in baltimore city which matt uh you know came out and helped me get started set up my social media really was a big help and that was my first real taste of business ownership and just grinding and what you need to do to just to do anything and how much work it takes, how little sleep it involves and, and really just not giving up and moving forward. And it was a very necessary experience for me to have to feel comfortable working and running a place like this with Matt. So, and I think Matt had his own experiences with helping me start the food truck, but he was there for a lot and he had those same thoughts and, and saw it as, as the first stepping stone in what we were going to do. It's good. It's good to have like that support and have someone work with you. It gives you an idea like, all right, cool. This is, this is, this is a good thing. It's like, I'll look at for what I do. This is obviously not my day job. It's a thing that I do, but I want to grow and expand in it. And, you know, I just look at doing some of the live shows as kind of like, this is a lot of fun. I'm here on the stage. I, I kind of will this into putting in that, that hard work and those hours and at time learning things of my own and working with different people who've, who've helped me. And it's definitely good to get that support from someone that, you know, I can, I can work, I can count on you're solid. Um, 
Back to Lost City Diner, I have a few last few questions to pop up at Lost City Diner. So once again, food is food is great. So at the North Half Market, um, are there any plans to maybe expand or add to the menu? I see the pop up for uh, what's it, Big and Tasty or Big Big Softy rather? Uh, Big and Tasty is a terrible Burger King, McDonald's, McDonald's. Um, but or what are some of the plans of maybe expanding the menu or any changes to the menu that may come as things start to open back up? Certainly. And, you know, as things do start start to open back up, that's what we will need to expand the menu again. Um, Back in January and February, we were pretty busy and it was going really well for us. Um, A lot of people coming in, especially on weekends. And at that point we were expanding the menu. We had an entire specials board on the wall that by the end of it had, you know, maybe up to a dozen things on it, including desserts, things that I was making, different kitchen staff were wanted to get creative and make. And and it was good. We were had a nice little rotating specials menu. Um, at the moment, we want to be simple because sure. we have to make sure that, you know, we can sustain throughout this. So we don't want to get too crazy right now. We're talking about, you know, one or two specials for the weekend right now. You know, we're debating a couple ideas. Um, they'll be great, but hmm. <laughs> so we have to keep it simple at the moment. I, I'm sadly, I can't speculate as to when things will get busier again, hopefully sure. soon, hopefully, you know, we get on the right direction. Um, and uh, yes, we would love to expand the menu. We uh, would like to get uh, back to ordering fresh and local, have a nice menu surrounded by that, supporting local farms and having items that represent the seasons. Okay, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to my visit because, like I said, I haven't had a like a good burger or anything in quite some time. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to having like a joystick in my hand and uh, getting loose on a machine. Um, so again, um, these are like the last two questions, and then some shameless plug time for you for you guys. Um, what are, what's the favorite part of your job? What's your favorite part of your job? Favorite part of my job. Um, you know, it's hospitality. It's always going to be about interacting with your coworkers and with your customers. Everyone that walks through the door becomes your family. You know, everyone that we work with is like closer than blood. It's like we spend so much time with one another that, you know, in a social setting like this, like that's the best part, like meeting all these people, getting to know these people, seeing them come in again. Like when you get someone who comes in, really enjoys it and then comes back again and then becomes a regular it's like this holy grail situation where you're like, wow, that is so cool that someone loves it enough that they came here three times this week. I think that's, that's like the favorite part for me to like, we put all this out there and then someone actually comes and enjoys it. Definitely. Watching people just have fun and enjoy themselves. Come to this space and really just love it. That right there is the gift. And kind of the flip side of that is we're creative people. We want to create, we want to build and that's our goal is we just want to build and create. That, that sounds good. And that's, that's one of the main things that, that we're looking forward to doing just with all of this different stuff. And we all have just boring, uncreative jobs. Like me and my, my buddies, we're all like data analysts and things like that. So it's like, ugh. but as soon as I mentioned the notion of going there and uh, playing video games, and it's like, yeah, just, just hang out in Baltimore and play video games. It was just like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Get your hoodies. Let's do it. Uh, Last question I have before I um, give you guys an opportunity to, to speak on, um, you know, anything that you have coming up or social media and all of that stuff. Um, so I, 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 
this has been a this has been a good interview, and I think that um, one of the traits that I heard about your business is just um, outside of the inclusivity, outside of just being creative, just trying to just have fun and have and have fun things happen there. It's nostalgia. Nostalgia is one of those big things. That I think it's a very successful and very motivational kind of kind of trait that um, businesses use. So, in that same vein, could you name three of your favorite? old school arcade games tetris for one over here tetris, I'm, <laughs> i spent a large part of 2019 trying to play moon patrol oh my god moon patrol. Wow. <laughs> simple game real difficult i don't know why i think they just want my quarters even though all our games are free you know a lot of these games are built to take quarters so it's like some of these levels i'm just like oh i'm never gonna get through here but yeah moon patrol is a big one for me and, you know, we have these two games in here, which I didn't know about before um, our Mike Schechter bought them. But one is called Burger Time. So it's essentially a cook in the kitchen, you know, doing what I do half the time. And then <laughs> called Happer, which is a bartender just serving people drinks. So it's like, oh, I'm going to get Tapper's off work great. and go play these two games. That was great. And um, Austin from Charm City Meadworks came in one time and showed me on, uh, he was telling me about this game called Nibbler. And I was like, oh, do we have Nibbler? I'm looking around, we don't. And then I was like, oh, let's go over to this. You know, we have a couple machines that have 60 games in one. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, let's see, it's Nibbler on here. We found it. And it's like Snake that used to play on your Nokia. Yeah. But now in like a big arcade machine, like Nibbler, I can <laughs> eat a lot of my time. <laughs> Off time. Off time. Off time. That's, that's good. That's good. So definitely I'm going to have to, um, I, I think I played a little bit of Tetris there and maybe some Mortal Kombat when I, when I, when I popped up at the market. So yeah. Um, yeah, those are my, I my think favorites. we, we don't really play each other too much cause I don't know where that could end up. If we started playing street fighter every day, it would get, it would get pretty, uh, competitive. Friendships have ended over street fighter. Uh, <laughs> I believe that. Me and my brother don't look at each other the same after um, some competitive games on like uh, Mortal Kombat back in the day. I was like, this is that's 20 years ago. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so, again, thank you guys. Um, and here, here's an opportunity. Um, social media. Where can he find um, where can he find you guys? Where, you know, anything that's pertinent, feel free to shamelessly plug your wares. <laughs> no problem. It's pretty easy for us. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. It's at North App Market. Um, we got a pretty sweet website set up right now. You can do all your ordering from the website, um, you know, and that's for pickup or if you uh, want to get delivery through one of the apps, we're on Postmates, we're on Grubhub, we're on Uber Eats. And um, besides that, I mean, we're looking into what we can start doing on Twitch, maybe start streaming some of these live, live gaming events that we wanted to do. Um, we have some other events coming up. We're trying to put out a teaser right now. I think it just got dropped for um, a really small comedy show. It's going to be ticketed. Um, 25 maximum people. And from there, we're, after we see how that goes, we can start to really start, we can start to build on these small events and work into something bigger as long as, um, you know, all the data in Baltimore, the rate of transmission and everything keeps going lower. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all over. We have a, a really fun Instagram page that we worked hard on. Um, we update the story as much as possible with what our current hours are. We're kind of just taking it weekend by weekend right now. Um, expect to see more pop-ups like Big Softy was just in here during football and we'll probably do some more um, collabs with like uh, Be More Best Seafood or Cocina Luchadoras and that's some of our favorites in the city. That's fantastic. Um, so that's it. 
I want to, I want to thank you guys again. I want to thank you, uh, Matt and Vaughn for, for coming on, um, North Ave market, check them out, folks, um, hit the socials and all of that good stuff. So signing off, um, this is Rob Lee for getting to the truth in this art, saying there's art in and around Baltimore. All you have to do is look for it.